4: It. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. Uh, it is April 1st. That's a little dicey. My name is Rachel Bennett, alongside Kyle Brink, uh, Peter Schrager, and Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara.
3: What it it. No, no funny business today.
4: today, okay? No funny business. Yeah. I don't you know about, you know,
3: what happens if there's breaking news during our show, and then we report it, and then everyone will think it's a joke. And with the way that the offseason season has gone, people, it could be real. Yeah. But yet, if it happens today, everyone will be like, oh, that wacky Good Morning Football. Uh, no, we're mean it. We blank. won't do anything. Today is Viewers, better
4: no. stay on your tippy toes today. Exactly right. Taking you for a ride. All right, time for the lead. <laughs> Block. The AFC has gotten the lion's share of the press this offseason, but the last 48 hours have been all about the NFC. Bruce Arians announced he was stepping down as head coach of the Bucs. BA spoke to the media yesterday and answered the questions a lot of people have been asking. Let's take a listen.
1: A number
5: of people have already asked, why are you stepping away from a chance to go to Hall of Fame and win another Super Bowl? Because I don't give a shit about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Secession is way more important to me. This has been my dream for a long time. Guys that know me, they knew I wanted one of my guys to take over. That's more important to me than anything and have a place where I could go and be welcomed back. Obviously, I have a job now and uh, I kind of love t- The title's pretty good. <laughs> we'll figure out what the hell it means soon,
4: but. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but it's pretty damn good.
2: He does does
4: kind of look like Logan Roy a little bit. It's a great call. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Okay, so Rosarian steps aside. Todd Bowles steps in as new head coach for Tom Brady, but Tampa still has to deal with the defending champions. And that LA defense just got a bit better yesterday after losing Von Miller to Buffalo six times. All-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner agreed to terms with the Rams on a five-year, $50 million contract. Woo! Up to 65 million in incentives. Mm. What a wild 48 hours. It's a big ad for LA, so what does signing Bobby Wagner mean for the Rams?
3: It means that, I'm counting down, we have 303 days, guys, until the Bucks-Rams-NFC title. game. <laughs> January 29th, 2023, it's 303 days until the Bucks-Rams title game. Wow. I feel like the, the Bulls news happened, and then the Rams are like, nope, we gotta get something. It's, it's a back and forth here, and I saw, everybody saw this quote, and I, somehow I'm gonna get to this based on uh, Bobby Wagner. Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams, is down there in Palm Beach with everybody else, and he's asked, Tom Brady, what'd you think about him unretiring?" And I thought his answer was so honest. Man, can we get this guy the hell out of this league? <laughs> <laughs> he's, it's a funny line and Sean's the best But I actually think there's a bit of truth behind that That he's like, ah, we're going to have to beat him again we, we know that they're going to be there And we got to load up I'm loading up, you're loading up And then we have this backdrop of They played last year in the playoffs And it was like the weirdest game And it was the comeback and then it was... It's unbelievable what's happening, and I really feel like we all know we're the front runners. We know that if we, we don't need to sign Bobby Wagner to be in the playoffs, maybe win the division, but I think we need to do it to beat the Bucks in January. All the moves that they're making, too, aren't just your standard garden variety offseason moves. Peter, I don't know if you saw I didn't think Bobby Wagner going to the Rams was going to happen. I didn't think Brady coming back to the Bucs was going to I didn't think Todd Bowles going to It's all these unpredicted, unconventional moves, and I feel like we're sitting here, and it's easy to say, well, these are the two best teams in the NFC. Everybody else is garbage. It does really feel like we have some
6: big fat front runners and they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Here's the deal with Wagner, he's his own agent, so it was like hard to like kind of like monitor what he was doing cuz you don't have the leaks and all this stuff and then Richard Sherman of all people yeah. breaks the news and is like he's going to the Rams, Super Bowl champion Bobby Wagner's going to the Rams and could it be as petty as like I want to face the the Seahawks twice? I think it is. Like Ooh. I think that was a major play in this thing. Like he was really pissed with how that ended. And he goes and he wants to play against the Seahawks twice because I'll tell you the Ravens were really close, and it, it almost became Ravens Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of some Rams sources yesterday, it was like, we made him a really handsome offer. We thought that it would be really fair to Bobby Wagner. And obviously, knowing that he's terrorized us for the last 10 years in our division, we wanted him. And at the end of the day, it was like, home is Los Angeles. you wanted to stay on the West Coast. And he wanted to play Seattle twice. So for Ravens fans out there saying, how do you not close the deal? There's stuff that's bigger than money. And there's stuff that's bigger than sports. you know, I, I feel like the Rams got last year Odell Beckham to take less money than he was mm-hmm. offered elsewhere to, to come to L.A., to kind of be in L.A. and be a part of it. And they got Bobby Wagner to do the same. You're going to see the numbers that are being reported here, and it's massive. I think when it all comes out, he's not going to be playing for five years for the Rams. This right. is Bobby Wagner at 32 like years old. Like, mm-hmm. it'll probably be a shorter tenure. It might just be one or two years. But their window, which we always talk about their window, is open yeah. right now, and it is wide open. They went to the Super Bowl with Troy Reeder, as the middle linebacker, who's a fine player. You add Bobby Wagner, who I think still can play some really good football. And Sean, you'll talk about what you're getting in Bobby Wagner. I think the Rams hit a home run here, another quiet, addition to an offseason that has been made with loud moves all over Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. You know, Rams got better this offseason. Yeah, a
5: lot of splashy moves this offseason. And usually it's the Super Bowl champs that are losing players. Right? Yeah. That not adding guys of this caliber, but to add Bobby Wagner to this team, why would he choose the Rams or the Ravens? Dude, he's from California. Yeah. Right? He grew up just outside of L.A. County, so he gets to go home. We saw Devontae Adams do it with mm-hmm. the Raiders now, mm-hmm. teaming up with, with Derek Carr. This guy's still the top of his game. So I think the ripple effect of Bobby Wagner coming, productions standpoint, nobody's got more tackles in the league than Bobby Wagner has over the last 10 years. But the Super Bowl, the defending Super Bowl champions, they were the fifth worst tackling league, uh, defense in the league. So now you add Bobby Wagner, who has a special set of skills. All right, all right? Okay. And it, it is finishing tackles. It's swallowing up quarterbacks. So Bobby Wagner had 170 tackles last year. All right, And he, he missed the last game of the season, basically. So he did it in one less game than anybody else. But I think what's interesting is, you know who led the team in tackles last year for Seattle? Jordan Brooks, a young guy that you've talked about on this show a number of times. Jordan Brooks doesn't have the impact season that he had last year without the tutelage, without the mentorship of Bobby Wagner. So now Bobby coming to the Rams, absolutely, he's going to be an every-down linebacker He's going to lead the team in tackles. Mm -hmm. He's healthy. But what he's doing for these young guys, what he's doing for the linebacker core, they drafted Ernest Jones in the third round last year. And now, all of a sudden, he's got somebody to look up to. This is phenomenal. And he gets to play Seattle, his former team. He also, Mm -hmm. in Seattle, they beat the 49ers twice last year. Okay, I actually
4: have a question for you. Take us inside of this locker room. Is it awkward at all? You're going from one team to your rival. Then there's a whole other locker room that you're like, hey, I um, hurt you once upon a time. Sorry about that. What is that like?
5: No. I think there's nothing but love there. This locker room, obviously, a lot of personalities. But I'll say this: Sean McVay is talking about can we get Tom Brady out of the league? I think Sean McVay probably is like, I'm so glad we don't have to play. I you don't want to play, play Bobby. You're, you're with us
6: now. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather game plan for you during the week than have to worry mm-hmm. about you on Sunday. I, I would go one step further. I don't, I don't know if they're more pleased to not see Bobby Wagner than Russell Wilson. Like that's how much well, Bobby that's Wagner. Another thing that, I wanted to hit it up. Seahawks that's...
4: fans, how are you feeling today? I saw Mina Kimes. Oh. Poor girl, she's been going through it this month. Lost Russell Wilson, she's a huge Seahawks fan. Now you've lost Bobby, what are you doing with this team? They've gotta be one of the most depressed fan bases today. Yeah,
3: let's hope they can hang on to DK.
4: Exactly. This could really fall Well, apart you know by...
3: what I was thinking about yeah. when Earl Thomas left? And, you know, I mean, like, he it was really, uh, really uncomfortable. And he gave them middle fingers. He went oh. off the field. Oh, you hear Bobby Wagner wanted to play against him yeah. that bad? Not
5: happy with how things ended. Well, it was very, I mean, there, there was no, like, lead up. The communication was, no was terrible. It was very cutthroat. We call it
6: cold-blooded. Uh-huh. You've been through it. Yeah. You've been through it? You'd be there 10 years? They'll cut you? Uh-huh. Yeah.
5: And and for a guy like Bobby Wagner, he's the last of the Legion of Boom, right? Uh-huh. And, and you would think that there would, they would have been like, hey, listen, you know what? We love you. It's just, you know what? We're in this rebuild thing. I mean, looking back on it, a, a year from now, Bobby will say it's the best thing that ever happened. And I'm glad I left mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's tough. He thought he was going to be a Seahawk forever, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he even said it in his in his quote. He's like, I it, it didn't end on a positive note. It rarely does it.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I know he is being welcomed with open arms. I have some respect Seats here. We've got some tweets from some of these Rams players, I believe. Uh, Cooper Cup. let's go! Nice. Don't have to play against Bobby Wagner anymore! No. Thank God! Cooper's uh, having a great year. Jalen Ramsey, let's go. It's a big bro. Uh, everyone's excited to have him. I'm excited to watch him. Uh, okay, Shregs, let's talk. Oregon holds their pro day today. What uh, What are you looking for? What do I, we need to know?
6: I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the most fascinating prospect in this draft. He could go as high as one overall. He could fall to the teens and he's going to have his pro day. Um, his Combine experience, decided, opted, in. I'm not going to work out, I'm going to do it at the Combine. And I'll tell you this, Jets and Giants fans who are sitting there at four and five, and there's a lot of talk. Joe Shane, the GM of the Giants, is there. For the Jets, Jeff Ulbricht, their defensive coordinator, is there. So if Jets and Giants fans are doing their mock drafts, who do we have eyes on them? Those are two of the representatives, there will be others. But this guy, if you look at his quotes, they might you might raise your eyebrows, not if you look at some of the things he said, he fired his agents right before the Combine, a whole bunch of stuff. And yet... He's darn awesome. And he came back from an ankle injury when he didn't have to and played out the season. Fascinated to see what Thibodeau does in today's workout and also fascinated Mm -hmm. to see which team says, I don't care about some of the things he said in the press. I am down for this guy because he can play football. Can't wait to
5: see this. And there's something that's kind of been really cool to watch and it really started last year with the pandemic, with the pro days. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a scene now. Oregon, I can't wait to see the workout outfits because Nike just, I mean, with their jerseys, they're always so different and they're going to have something cool. Mm. Something new. I can't wait to see all that. gear. Let's
4: let's talk about this draft. It is less than four weeks away, which means it's crunch time for all 32 teams as they start to strategize Mm -hmm. who they're going to pick and when. Uh, Guys, which team really needs to ace this year's draft?
6: Needs. Texans finally got rid of Deshaun Watson. Oop. For two years, we haven't spoken about the Texans. We're like, well, they're in purgatory because mm-hmm. of what they've got in their situation. Yep. They got this quarterback. They got rid of him. They got all these draft picks. They have the third overall pick. It's time to now build a football team. Like, it was one thing to get rid of Watson, which was an 18-month uh, thing, it felt like. Now let's going go. On.
3: Now you got to play football. Let's go now. Like, all we right, gave yeah. you
6: a mulligan last year. Like, Take no go. one had any expectations. Yep. Third overall pick. Can't miss it. And then you got a boatload of other picks. Houston Texans. I'm fascinated to see what you do with that third pick because now we're building an actual team.
5: Mm. Yeah, let's go across the river right now. Bridger Tunnel, you choose. I'm not talking about the Giants. Yes, they've got two big picks up front, five and seven. I'm talking about the Jets right now. Look, I think Joe Douglas is a heck of a football mind. He's been around football his entire life. Former offensive lineman. I mean, the guy's tough as nails. But he's got to get this one right. Take a look at the, their, last, their first two round draft picks from the last two seasons. All right, here they are right here. Zach Wilson, all right, trending up. Elijah Moore, young stud, five touchdowns last year. Denzel Mims. Sure. Bit of a question mark. Still does not have a single touchdown to his career. Not good, I, Sean. Not good. Not good. Mike mckay Beckton's. I think he's missed 16 games now in not two good. seasons. So it's hot and cold here. This year, they've got four picks in the first 38 picks right there. Two rounders. So this is huge. And look, for, for Robert Sala, they're trying to morph this defense. You traded Jamal Adams away, and you got an extra first-round pick now. So I'm curious to see how that all plays out. For Jets fans, look, I mean, they're clinging to this. They need this right now. They need the life. They need some energy. They need some positivity. And Joe Douglas, he needs some home runs here. I'm so sick of the
3: Jets being up towards the top of the draft it's every time. year. I, I mean, I'm so sick of it. And that brings me to my next point: the team that needs to stick the draft is the team that is currently on the clock right now, Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'll tell you why: two years in a row, my friends, they have had the number one overall pick. No team has ever had it three years in a row. It's never happened. And it's a very small club that they're already in of teams that have had it two years in a row. Let me show, let me show you right: these are the teams number one Ooh. overall pick two years in a row with the picks: Oof. the Baker Browns, the Browns again, oh, then you're only... Browns, <laughs> the. Bengals, and then look at those Bucks. Vinny and Bo back to back, Ricky Bell, Leroy Selman. That's it, that's the list. And wow. you can add the Jacksonville Jaguars to this. I compare it to this, the number one overall pick, you can have it once. Mm-hmm. It's like winning a Razzie, all right? You, you do it ironically and Sandra Bullock shows up to accept the trophy, oh, they are so self-deprecating. Don't do it two years in a row, because then the joke is on you. Uh, Stallone did it two years in a row with Rhinestone and Rocky IV somehow. Madonna won two Razzies two years in a row with Who's That Girl in Shanghai Surprise. And Demi Moore did it two years in a row. do Strip Cheese in one year. Don't say G. it. And then G.I. Jane* in 97. Full circle. Don't win two Razzies in a row, which is having three first-round picks in a row. Oh, oh I, I knew it was going to come back. What did you say, Sean? Rocky IV? Yes. Apparently his acting Has performance Has any team it, like, had three First overall picks in a row. it's never happened. Never, Peter. Never, if they did it, this should be the first team ever. ever. It's never happened.
4: Um, guys, who needs to make a big impact in the draft? I'm going the Detroit Lions. They okay. Won a playoff game since the year I was born. That was 30 years ago. We've already discussed that. They're on hard knocks this year. They've got Dan Campbell. They've got all eyes on them. Let's get the oh. momentum going, baby. Let's get some fun personalities uh. in there. Are they gonna pick up a quarterback to handle their long-term quarterback situation? Is it gonna be Malik Willis? Everyone fell in love with that kid just (laughs) based off of his pro day. Let's go, Lions. Make some good decisions. We're all literally going to be watching every single step <laughs> of the way. <laughs> Can't wait. Exactly. <laughs> we
5: got a camera on Dan Campbell the entire time. <laughs> yeah, That's the Dan Cam. <laughs>
3: all right. Who are, the, uh, who
4: are the top three teams in the NFC right now? Will the road to Super Bowl 57 go through Los Angeles? Mm. We're going to discuss all of that coming up next. Don't go anywhere.
6: Are there three teams? I thought there was just two teams in the NFC. There's oh. like two and a half. Okay. I feel like. Right.
4: We're going to talk time. about
3: it. In April.
4: Too. Good morning football we are live in New York City it's Friday April 1st so watch your back my name is Rachel Bennett alongside Peter Schrager and Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara.
3: Mm-hmm. All
4: right, so far so good. No funny business, no whoopee kitchens. Nothing. i got my eyes on all. No,
3: I've been unscrewing all the salt and pepper shakers though in the break room. So mm, I'm it's a, get slow, the play. Last laugh, it's a right? slow
4: play. It's a slow play. So Todd Bowles is the new head coach of the Bucks. Another headline in what was a wild month of March. Take a look at just some of the moves that had an impact on the NFC over the last 30 days. Each of these is a game changer in their own right, and yet, how How much has the hierarchy at the top really Mm -hmm. changed? So on April 1st, four weeks away from the draft, roughly five months before the season even kicks off, who are the top three teams in the NFC today, right now, Sean?
5: Yeah, that's a great question, Rachel. And I almost feel like we have to categorize this. Are we talking about regular season or postseason? Because if it's regular season, then it's the Green Bay Packers. They're at number one. But if we're talking about the games that actually matter in the postseason, they're third on this list. So give me the Bucs, give me the Rams, hey. and the Packers. Because when it comes down to who's going to play their best football when the game is on the line, we saw both the Bucks and the Rams do it last year. Obviously, the Bucs didn't win that game against the Rams, but the year before that, they did. So I think when you look at at the Brady factor coming back, obviously that's huge. But I think when you look at what the Rams have done now, they just signed Bobby Wagner. They've added offensively Allen Robinson to to that dynamic, explosive run game play action. I I still think that the Rams might be the most explosive offense in the NFC right now, and – Look, Cooper Cup right now. The fact that he's got another year with Stafford. I, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I put the Packers third on this list because uh, I just don't know yet if they can still keep up with those two teams. It's
6: a fair question. Fair <laughs> question. Rodgers has lost in consecutive yeah. NFC Championship games. He then lost, obviously, to the the Forty Niners uh, a couple years back as well in a big uh, NFC Championship game. And I'm sorry, they didn't even reach the NFC Championship game this past year. Right. So it's fair to question, you know, what they're going to do when it matters. And yet, I can't not include Green Bay, and Devontae Adams is a big loss. Now we need to know if Rodgers can lead, and lead and then say, hey, not only lead, but now, groom and get these other guys going because it's not going to just be Rodgers throwing a football and then magically someone's going to be Devonta Adams. He's not there. I'll tell you what, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's not there anymore. I think Valdez-Scantling was a really good deep threat for them and a guy that Rodgers actually grew to trust towards the end of his time in Green Bay. You're losing two main targets. Devonta Adams may be the best wide receiver in the sport. Yeah, you got Rodgers, and you are telling me Aaron Rodgers without Devonta Adams is going into Dallas. Who's winning? I'm taking Aaron Rodgers without Devonta Adams. He's going into... To Washington to fight uh, against the Commanders and and Carson, I'm taking them. Mm -hmm. Eagles, I'm taking them. Mm -hmm. Giants, I'm taking them. I can go through every single team. And I think one of the reasons why is I like their coach. I think LaFleur can coach his butt off. And I think he's going to show us this season that it wasn't just the Rodgers and Adams deal. This is, guys, history of the game stuff, what Matt LaFleur is doing. First 40 games as an NFL head coach, Matt LaFleur is behind Guy Chamberlain, who coached in the 30s? Mm.
3: That's
6: the only he's ahead of Paul he's Brown, Hunter, George Alice. He's ahead of Bill Walsh. He's, he's ahead of everybody. And 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 like, now, he's had three straight 13-3 and three seasons, and they all come with an asterisk because they lost in the playoffs. You're asking me if they're a top five, top three? Yes, they're in the conversation still. LaFleur and Rodgers, that alone is going to keep them relevant, and I can't pick the Vikings, the Bears, or the Lions in the NFC North, even if mm-hmm. Devonta Adams is gone. Just based on the coach and the quarterback, I think they're superior to everyone else in that division.
3: At some point, LaFleur will coach a season without Rodgers, and I really look forward to that because that's going to be fascinating. He has that sort of early Eric Spolstra vibe when he was coaching yeah. the Heat, and he was like, well, Eric Spolstra, you're just a
6: pass. Qu- question for you guys real quick, because LaFleur hasn't gotten that big contract extension. We saw Cliff get one, Mm. McVay's going to get one, and of course, we we, we see now what what Bowles is getting. If you're LaFleur, do you cash your chips in now and say, I need that contract extension now, Mm -hmm. or do you wait till after this season and show what you can do without Devontae Adams? I don't
4: know. I I go back Mm. to that MVP speech by Aaron Rodgers, and he was just like, I've won these two years in a row, and he was talking to LaFleur. I think you've got a pretty big impact on that. You're the reason why I'm up here holding this thing.
3: I do, too, and just came to really advocate for him. Maybe that helps, but his contract, or his career is gonna be fascinating. Still his, on his first if, contract. if, yeah. if
5: Green Bay does it right, he shouldn't have to ask. And, and that's the whole beef with what Aaron Rodgers had with the management was, look, what point. are we doing? Like, well, let, let, let's take care of our guy. We're not going to mm-hmm. hold him to the fire and make him beg for an extension. Like, Do the right thing.
3: Well, listen, I, I started the show to say it's 303 days until the Rams play the Bucks in the NFC title game. I really do you believe did. those you teams did are that. huge front runners. And I also put the Packers third just on the strength of Rodgers. My question is, if your life depended on it right now and you had to pick a team in the NFC to be in the title game that is not Rams, Bucks, or Packers, who would you pick? Who would you stake your life on that, like, I think they can do it? Because I've been, Rachel, you have an answer already? I'm
4: putting my hand up. Go ahead, put your hand. Rachel Veneta. For a spicy little take, 49ers.
3: Okay, 49ers with Trey Lance as their quarterback and maybe Jimmy.
4: 49ers, I'm hoping that they do keep Jimmy. There was one healthy season of Jimmy's. If he can stay healthy, he went to the Super Bowl. He also brought them to almost a second Super Bowl with a torn ligament in his throwing hand. If he can stay healthy, the rest of the team is insane. Mm -hmm. Debo Samuel Mm -hmm. is insane saying he's like a player we've never even seen mm-hmm. before if they can stay healthy which is a big if because I know he's missed like 25 games in the last few seasons if they can stay healthy the 49ers are scared. Jimmy won't be
6: the quarterback it's it's I don't see it Peter, why not? Go ahead. Can they win with Trey? That's my question to you.
4: I don't think so, because we I haven't know. seen enough of Trey.
3: Alright, so Trey? that's that, That's exactly the point. There's that's 50 different ifs you. with the Niners. Who is that team that you're like, I think they can make it run? Is it the Vikings? New head coach. Are you going to stake your life that Kirk Cousins is going to win two playoff games? The Cowboys? Don't make me laugh. The Cardinals? I can't possibly get behind the Cardinals after what I saw. Maybe they'll make the playoffs and everything, but like, you think Kyler is going to the title game next year? Would you stake your life on it? Maybe he will. And then there weird like weird outliers like in the Bengals mold of like no one would predict the Bengals being the title game the Saints with Jameis and a new head coach the Bears with a really talented young quarterback and a new head coach someone could get nuts and be the team that's there because I don't see a weak independent Philly wow. deserves some credit all right hold <laughs> on I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to, to guess who you're gonna today. say no
6: I have it I have a, what do you got the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year yeah
3: Right, and imagine if you said that last year. I think the Bengals would make the Super Bowl. You'd be laughed off the set. So pick any of those
6: teams. But and which it, one is more likely? Who are you
4: leaning towards? Yeah, I, I, I Bay is
6: stock, right? Those three are out. You know the team that really intrigues me? Who and takes said, a run? I think Minnesota with a new right. coach and with those receivers yeah. and with I, – I think they really do have a shot if they – not that Zim was – but, like, it wasn't changing with Zim. Like, maybe this is what they needed, a new mm-hmm. young offensive head coach in O'Connell that he brings everything and all boats rise. And maybe this is the Vikings year once and but even that, I'm like pitching it to you as like you know, a
4: yeah.
3: like that's car the sales. Point.
4: in you a know. world.
6: Yeah, right.
5: <laughs> like, Dreams come yeah. true. I mean, when you say when you say life, I mean that's like going Bible on it. I, that's I mean, right. It's tough. I, the Saints are an interesting team, but we still James, you're going
3: to stake your life on Jameis Winston? No, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> There's right. too much too Licking much risk fingers. right there. I think that's a team that deserves a little run, and it's not sexy, and that people are loath to embrace them. Are the Eagles? The Eagles made Ooh. the playoffs with a brand new they head coach, a really year. raw quarterback. They run. They play deep. They have the intangible stuff going, and they, they were in the playoffs a year ago. And yes, ah, Philly, whatever. You the know, whole NFC East is like it doesn't exist right
6: now. Howard Katz and Mike Morris—they're making the schedule. Mm-hmm. And Fox is yeah. out in LA, and they might be waking up this morning. They usually have the predominant NFC games. Someone needs to make a decision at the schedules, and that Fox will be like, okay, besides those three teams <laughs> and the Cowboys, it's obviously, who, gets the, like, who gets the run? Like who gets the run? It's wide open. Yeah. Is there
4: a world where we can see the Cardinals? Can we see? Kyler coming back from, like, taking everything that's happened in this offseason, which has been a lot, can he use this to mm-hmm. kind of fuel him be like, okay, I'm going to prove you all wrong? The biggest question was just like, well, does he deserve to be paid? What has he done? Mm-hmm. I'm going to prove to all of you yeah. that this is why you guys
6: should. Yeah, be. and Can if he have a season that like that? That should be the
3: answer, Rachel. Well, it's that if, be. if
6: the receiver's healthy, you know, once DeAndre Hopkins went down. No, imagine. DeAndre Hopkins going to get him in the title game? It, once he went down, the team season just plummeted. And, and they lost Christian Kirk and Chandler. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's not good. Ooh,
4: the NFC is full of... Kyler Murray was on
3: planet Mars in that playoff game. Yeah. Mars. And I, hope, I risk, root for him. I hope he wins the best. I can't sit here and be like, yeah, that's the guy I'm going to pick to go to the yeah. title game. I'd rather go with Kirk Cousins. Welcome back to Good Morning
5: Football. Our next guest is a very good friend of the show, a very big friend of the show, and we have followed his journey to the NFL every step of the way, starting off with the International Player Pathway Program and all the way from Bankstown, Australia. Please welcome Philadelphia Eagles offensive tackle, Jordan Mariaga!
3: Yeah!
7: Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks for coming, man.
5: First of all, happy belated birthday. You had a big day yesterday, and I'm glad that you were able to make it on today on this first day of April here to join us on the show. We're looking forward to the to the Eagles uh, that locked you up to, on a four-year contract extension worth $64 million. What have these last couple of years been like for you?
7: A massive learning curve, Yeah, you know? Everything that I've been through has been a lesson that I've learned. Uh, whether it's been on or off the field, um, and, you know, it's all just about learning from the mistakes that I made in the previous years and trying to um, correct them as best I can with with the coach that I have. Uh, coach out. I mean, you guys know him. Uh, he's probably one of the yep. best coaches, most detailed coaches in the league. And um, as a position coach, that's what you want. You know, he's, he's always coached me hard and I've had to just you know, suck it up and, and just keep saying, yes, coach, yes, coach. And, um, you know, and it's, it's paid off because of his relentless love and relentless uh, coaching style, so it's just been really a crazy ride just, just from that perspective of trying to learn from my mistakes and, and keep piling up the, or stacking the good gays.
6: Jeff Stoutland's the Eagles offensive line coach, and I mean, to tell the viewers at home, when you came into the league, you had never played football before, and you enter the NFL, and Stoutland looks at you and sees this wonderful kid in this great body, and he has molded you into one of the best tackles in the sport. It's an incredible story, but don't give it all to Stout. we got to give some credit to you, Jordan. You've done it yourself. I mean, as a show, we're so proud of you. We know we had you on in Dallas at the draft when we first got to know you. I got to ask you, do you ever pinch yourself, man? Do you ever pinch yourself and say, forget the money. I hate that we mentioned the money. Just the story, how great it is that you are now the starting left tackle Philadelphia Eagles. And Jordan, one of the best in the sport.
7: I'm okay. I'm okay, I'm alright, still, still got a lot to learn, but yeah I do have have a couple of moments out there where you know I'm just pinching myself and I do realise that I'm here playing in the NFL, playing in America and just being on one of the greatest platforms in the world and so yeah for me I just, I realised that whenever I catch myself in that moment I just realised like you know you better take every advantage uh, that you can. Of, um, or, every, or take advantage of the game and the opportunity that it has. So, yeah, trust me, mate. Uh, a lot of moments like that sometimes. And, um, yeah, just bring me back down. <laughs> Gotta bring myself back down. I can tell. My girlfriend doesn't like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes
3: girlfriends are good at that, and boyfriends. That's okay. Now, Jordan, do any of the mothers ever come on field of the people trying to tackle you and have something to say to you? Is it the the law enforcement come on field? That's not right,
7: Jordan. What you're doing to those blokes? Yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. No, you're crazy. Nah, mate. Nah, none of that stuff. Okay.
4: Jordan, I will say he's yeah, fifteen.
7: What? My coach stopped the game because he thought I wasn't the right age at 15 years old, but I was actually playing up the game. Do
4: you have to pull out the ID?
7: He, he told me to pull out the birth certificate, and he stopped the whole game, forfeited the game because he wow. To play, continued. Incredible. Wow, incredible. <laughs> Mike McCarthy is going to do that next year. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: Jordan, we would like to wish you a happy belated birthday. You turned 25 just yesterday, and you said on our network last week that your brothers were going to be in Philly for the first time ever to celebrate. I know that you haven't been able to see your family during. the pandemic i'm from canada i totally get that vibe i couldn't see my family for a very long time as well they are now in philly with you celebrating your birthday what did you guys do what did you get up to what do they think about philadelphia give us the goods
7: they love in philly right now you know it's a it's crazy ride for them crazy experience um my youngest brother was his birthday as well born the same day and so for him just being outside Australia and just experiencing something new was, was all new to him. Yeah, we went down to uh, Del Fresco's last night. Had a nice little family dinner. Nice, nice. wow. Um, so, yeah, Not Outback. Cool. Oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean,
3: you know I have a feeling that was good. be Oh, it's so good. that
5: Jordan. Do you want me to put him in a headlock for <laughs> you? Do
6: it. Yeah, the Moyalotas didn't it. get it. a blooming onion. Shaker. You're gonna brought outback. Oh god, oh, three yeah. blooming onions for the Moyalotta brothers.
5: Man. and six fosters. Well, I will say JP. Listen, I'll take care saw. of this all booming onion right, right, for you, out. all right? Listen, Jordan, you're a man of many oh, talents. Man. You know, you might be called a kick-slide king as well in your mm-hmm. old line room. I think one of the, the coolest things is you know, when you put that helmet on, you kind of get to be somebody else. A couple of weeks ago, you took it to a whole other level, though. You put a different kind of helmet on.
1: Take it off! Come on. Take it off! NFL star, Philadelphia Eagle, Jordan Mailata! Oh. <laughs> I mean, wow.
5: this is
7: unbelievable. <laughs> Robin Thicke. What, what was that like and how hot was that suit? Oh, dude, that was worse than the sauna. Um, it was hot as hell. <laughs> Thank God the material was stretchy because then I could uh, move around and the boots were big as hell. And The helmet was the heaviest part <laughs> and the hotest part. But I've got to give up for my costume department, man. Those, those guys um, mm-hmm. just do a, did a fantastic job of making sure that you know, I could maneuver, do different body movements inside the, the costume. So they did everything they could to make it make sure that um, you know, I wasn't a, a, a hot and just stuck in stiff and you know whatever.
6: I missed the mass singer episode. What song did you choose? What song it was that you were singing there, Jordan?
7: Well, that episode I did a, a song by MKTO classic. That episode when I when I went home. Then we had a, a team performance by uh, a song called uh, "I Feel Good" by James Brown or "I Got You." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. That. That
5: I, I like it. Yeah, wow. after singing that and then going out to Del Frisco's, no doubt you felt good. Uh, Jordan, thanks so much for joining us, and, and I hope you went after Del Frisco's to Kelsey's house and finished off that keg that you know he didn't finish himself. That's right. Uh, say hello to Stouts oh. too. Thanks so much for coming
2: on. Thanks, Jordan. you okay. man.
7: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
2: you <small noise>
4: Hi. Um, Hello. Happy to be here. Okay. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for taking time out of your mornings today. My name is Rachel, and I am a writer who's got the next big TV hit ready to bump your network to the tippity-top of the rating charts. My IMDb page might be small, but I promise my ideas are big. Okay. okay. So I've got some interest from some new streaming services like Doodad and Runkle Tongue. <laughs> Runkle <laughs> don't know Tongue. if you guys have heard You're going on Runkle Tongue? But I, uh, I think these projects have network TV written all over them, so I'll get ready Okay.
3: Let's do it. <laughs>
4: You have one chance. You got it. Okay. First idea. Mac and Mayfield. Okay. You know what networks need more of? Sitcoms. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. A buddy sitcom about a former Cleveland QB who becomes a fish out of water when he moves to New England and is forced to work behind the starter Mac Jones. It's perfect for all your key demos. Tailored for all ages from first kiss to first kid. So what do you think? <laughs> Green lighting this project or are you going to pass? I, I think it's a real hit.
6: I like it. Have you gotten a commitment from Baker Mayfield that he's going to be in this show? You because know, is he's, willing to be? be that role? I know a lot of people like to be the, mm-hmm. the stars. When you go from being the star, you don't like taking a supporting role. Yeah. Yes, I
4: actually have a letter of commitment written from him. It's signed, right? sealed, and delivered. <laughs> he even put his middle name in it. What do you guys think?
6: At first
5: glance, yeah. I mean, sure, what, what goes better with mac and cheese than some wine? Yeah. Uh, but wow. I'll say this. I, I think Baker still thinks that he wants to be the number one guy. And you know what? Well, there's a saying that says there can be too many cooks in the kitchen, mm-hmm. too many bakers mm-hmm. in the
4: quarterback room. Okay, you, know you need to keep Baker's meat.
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah all, right, all right, all right, hold on. I'm a little triggered by the title. Mac and Mayfield mm-hmm. makes me think of Mac and Me, which is an infamous uh, disastrous project <laughs> that still comes up on Conan with Paul it does, these days. It does. Is there any way we could do Mayfield and Mac? Because if you made this happen, that mm-hmm. might be how the depth chart reads mm. as well. So I'm just seeing the whole thing here. Okay, but so I gotta tell you, I'm seeing fascinated. it, though? I'm seeing a huge green light. Tough time slot with the bills there at that okay. same time slot, but I'm going to go okay. green light, yes. Okay,
4: I got one, I got one! All right, she's okay. jumping. Right.
3: Let's go. I got Botox okay. I got at got 10 more. o'clock. Let's right. go. I got Let's see what. Oh.
4: Uh, what comes to mind when I say NYFT Blue? Picture this. Okay. After years of being one of the worst precincts in the country, <gasps> the brass hires a new sergeant named Brian Dable who's had success in upstate New York. He attempts to work his squad into shape to becoming a successful unit like they were back in the day. It's got the appeal of a big city. Hey, kid. And the charm of a small town. Ooh. <laughs> this series feels like it could run for years and years, huh? and you know what that means? One word. Syndication. Hey-o! Monday. What do
6: what do you think? Green light, absolutely. The Dick Wolf classics, they are all based in New York. Blue Bloods, Tom Selleck, I See You, all based in New York. Anything I can get with blue and the, the force, and it always works. I'm in, and I love this group. This unit's got a chance.
5: I'm killing it. We've been begging for this for years. I'm going green light. I'll put a blue light on it, too, if you want. Whatever, whatever color you want to add to this. I think Giants fans feel like they've been watching CSI for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So Wait. this would be a breath of fresh air. Give me Dable, rocking the Jays, because uh-huh. they love
3: was some j's uh-huh. I'm seeing New York. Where are the stars? Where are my stars here? I'm I'm seeing worse stars here than I'm on the Cowboys Up and coming, up and coming.
4: Introducing. Ever seen that before?
3: I need some veteran leader to shepherd in the introducing people. No, I'm out. on. I couldn't name half the people in this picture, and I work in football for a living. Wow. Uh, No, I'm out. I'm out on this.
4: Okay, there's some trepidation there. All right. Do you want more? Yes. Yes. You got it. Let's talk the walking red. Okay. In a world where a talented quarterback and his team from Kansas City are under attack by new threats in their division. He and his teammates struggle to find new survivors to replace those that turned while trying to stay alive in a battle for the AFC West divisional title. It's got great name recognition. There's horror. <coughs> There's a-
6: <laughs>
4: There's Hawaiian shirts. So many. What more could you want in a primetime drama? What do you think?
6: Green light. I-, I know that every show in Hollywood is trying to attract the coastal elite. I like the flyover countries. I think this is a middle of America show. It's right after Big Bang and it's right before Young Sheldon. I love this one. You're still it's doing perfect. Young Sheldon? Oh, it's
4: so. That's been great in, for in the next 10 years. Sheldon's
6: in college, bro. Wow.
5: What um, a country. You're going fly. Casey's a you, flyover, huh? What are you going I'm green lighting this, too. Give me more big red you can never have enough of that and who doesn't love a Hawaiian shirt on a TV show it worked for Magnum PI yeah I think yep. it could work work for Andy Reid
3: i I'm I'm greenlighting a reality show right here. What <laughs> what was that run of horror Action and Hawaiian. And then the Hawaiian. Yeah, that's your show. Never mind these. (laughs) All right, I think I've got one more for you guys. One more, great. I'm
4: a millionaire after today, by the way. Okay, this is a surefire Emmy winner, okay? Line your pockets. Did you like Tiger King? Oh, I love Tiger King. Well, what's better than one Tiger King? Many Tiger Kings. We open on a ragtag group from Cincy (laughs) trying to avoid the Super Bowl hangover and learn to work together to prove their critics wrong. Wacky! (laughs) A sitcom with characters like the cocky quarterback, the young but hungry head coach, and a slew of new faces looking to get what they tried to do the year before Mm -hmm. done. It's got laughs, Mm -hmm. a few tears, and a whole lot of sideline chili. Yeah, Didn't read that before. I know what you're thinking, (laughs) but I'll, I'll ask anyways. What do you guys think? Bengals beat the Super Bowl hangover. We making this a show or what?
6: I don't want this on the show because it lost its biggest star. CJ Uzama was the biggest person. Held the whole show together. Held the whole show. This is like when, you know, Saturday Night Live, Kristen Wiig walks off. And they're like, yeah. we're back. And it's like, no, no, you miss Kristen Wiig.
3: Remember the Tiger trainer who lost a hand? Yes. And, and that's, yeah. that, that's the star of the He's, show. You, I
6: need CJ Uzama if I'm yeah. doing a show about the Bengals. Mm-hmm. This group, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, the guy lost a hand, but he stuck with him. That was, Exotic Joe was his
5: man. Yeah. He was not going to give up. on a, I'm greenlining it. I'm with it. It is the year of the tiger and I think it might even continue into twenty-three. So I'm all about it. Just gotta make sure that Sean McVay, aka Carol, we take care of him or her. Carol oh, Baskin oh, reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Baskin. All
3: right, here's why I come out on this, Rebecca. Yeah. I think, uh, what is it? Rachel. Rachel? Rachel? That's her name? I thought it was Rebecca the whole time. Rachel. uh, We never got the Tiger King sequel we wanted because uh, Joe Maldonado Passage is still in prison. So I think we have to go for this. The question is now there's all these other wannabe Tiger King type shows. And I know in that same time slot, there's one about, there's a new trainer in Pittsburgh. And there's like a crazy thing going on in Cleveland. And then this Baltimore thing, they need to add to their budget a lot for their Mm -hmm. star. So there's a lot of talk around. It. it better be good if we're going to greenlight light, but I do want a Tiger King sequel, so I'm going to say I'm in.
4: Okay, you're in. You're going to throw some money behind it. I am, yeah. uh, That's all I got, guys. Welcome to pilot season, baby. Hey. Welcome to pilot season. You'll be left behind in a minute. I got a meeting with the guys from Quibi soon, so I got to go. Hey, thanks for having me on this week, everybody. You oh, guys have yeah. been so much fun to hang out with, and I've only done it like you know, two days here, two days there. It's been really nice to spend a whole week here. And
6: pleasures all. Utilize ours. your
4: incredibly talented, you know, cast and producers and everything. It's been absolutely lovely.
6: We've loved having you, and I hope you had fun with us here in New York City. You'll be back in LA, I'm sure, doing stuff, and we'll see you in the draft for sure. You right? will
4: see me in Vegas. Yeah. What I am doing, I'm <laughs> not sure. Doing? It just says roaming in Vegas right now. <laughs> You're doing a show. I'm are not you? sure if that's a good thing You're for on me. On the strip, doing the ukulele i have no idea that's a great
6: point a residency if you will
0: you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower
2: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Owen oh, Two Door Cinema Club.